Welcome to Off the Beaten Track. This is the follow-up podcast to our visit to Stony Littleton Longbarrow, the Neolithic Chambered Tomb in Somerset, which you can view online uh, on Twitter or on Facebook or on our YouTube channel. Did you say view? Yes, Ross? I did. I did say view. Yes, we've branched out. You see, if we were just audio podcasts, now we're doing video podcasts. Videos as well. too. We've evolved. We've we've evolved. Yeah, we've come down from the trees. We've lost the prehensile tails. We've now got opposable <laughs> thumbs. Yep. Just uh, type in a good walk spoiled on YouTube. You'll find us now. Stony Little to Longbarrow. Let's tell you a bit more about it. It's a seven Cotswold tomb. Seven, as in the river. Seven. That's the type, not the number. Seven. Although, coincidentally, it does have seven chambers, this tomb. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. It's a type of megalithic chambered tomb, primarily found in Wales and the southwest of England. Megalithic means big stone. There's a lot of similar Neolithic tombs around Britain. Dotted around the country. Yep. Mm. Concentrated in the south and in Wales. But we're not sure if that's simply because there's not any other tombs elsewhere in the country or that those tombs have just not survived a lot of them get plowed out mm-hmm. thousands of years of agricultural plowing i imagine that stone once mm. once it's been fettled is worth quite a lot of money yeah or worth quite a lot of houses well if you go to avebury the stone uh, circle there's a lot of the stones are in houses uh, yeah being pilfered them. yeah pilfered yeah, yeah. Um, and in fact, some of Stony Littleton Longborough was nicked to make a, a, a wall, a, a wall for a, for the local farm. I mean, lazy. That was a tut and a roll of the eyes backwards. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's yes, it's a thirty metre barrow up a hill, uh, covering a small chambered stone tomb, and it's, as you say, Phil, inside the seven little chambers that you can look around, um, and it's from the Neolithic period, a period which, upon doing some research for this, mm-hmm. I could find no examples of in films or books or games or anything, in media, very little. I found one book, uh, uh, a series of books called The Chronicles of Ancient Darkness, children's books, by Michelle Paver. The first book is set in the year 6001 BC in continental Europe, and it tells the story of Torak, a boy of the wolf clan, uh, and it's set in a forested world populated by tribes of hunter-gatherers. So if you, that's the only thing I could find. So if you do know of any media that's set during the Neolithic uh, listeners, please get in contact with us because we couldn't find anything. There's lots of stuff set in the Paleolithic and the Mesolithic, the Old Stone Age and the Middle Stone Age, but mm-hmm. very little set in the Neolithic, the New Stone Age. So the most recent part of the Stone Age, okay. the last part of the Stone Age. All told, I mean, that doesn't surprise me, though. No? It's not the most glamorous of times, is it? The all, Neolithic. all three of those... People have just started settling down and farming. Yeah. But yeah, in terms of glamour... It's not really... How many, how, many, how many films can you name that have got a farmer in it? I mean, apart from Field of Dreams, I can't think of any. Babe. Oh, that's a good one, actually, yeah. Hmm. Do, 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 do. Um, the... Uh, what else was going on? If you look at um, Ertzi, the Iceman, mm. who is... Contemporary with this period, around the same same time. Yeah. He's not red carpet material, is he? He's not winning any awards. No. For fashion. You, you wouldn't see him on the catwalks of Milan. No. Well, let's. we should explain that Ertzi's a very well-preserved natural mummy found on the, um, the Alps in between uh, Austria and Italy. He's about 3,300 years BC, roughly. Way up, in a, way up in a glacier. Was he in a glacier? He was found in a glacier after it had melted, hadn't it? And That's then, right, yeah. He suddenly poking, appeared. Poking at the top. Mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> chilling out. Sorry. Uh, he had 61 tattoos on his body, Ertzi. Did you know that? 61? He's goodness. the oldest um, He's the oldest tattooed human. Tattooed man. Uh, indeed. The oldest tattooed human uh, mummy ever discovered. She had a, I don't know what tattoos. I think there are a lot of line tattoos, but I think he maybe had a, a spider on his elbow. <laughs> and a tear on his eye. Ed Sheeran's got a pingu tattoo. You told me that. I did tell you that. Yeah. He's, did, but did you know it's Harry Styles has got a matching tattoo? Oh, really? Yes. For some reason, um, unbeknownst to, I think even them, uh, they both got pingu, pingu tattoos in some sort of spontaneous fit of brotherhood. I think that, they call it the Pingu Pact. Oh, very good, yeah. Do you remember Pingu, the kids' TV? Well, didn't you get the Pingu tattoo? I've gone, I went and got a Pingu tattoo. You said you'd get one as well. Have you not? <laughs> no? You didn't? Oh, okay. Well, that's nice to know. Pingu is Swiss. A clay, a stop animation. Swiss, originally, Pingu. Yeah. I thought remember it was Scandinavian. No, you see, I thought it was Scandinavian, but mm. I looked it up because it's a, a classic pop quiz question. Okay. Often comes up in pop quizzes. So just remember, Pingu, originally Swiss. And then oh, they so, so, later made it in Britain. I only based that on his accent. <laughs> Here's a little fact for you. The, the snowman. Yes, the... Raymond Briggs. Yes. That's got penguins in, and he travels to the North Pole. Penguins in the North Pole? Yeah. Ah. Uh-uh. South Pole. Yeah. Unless they've been moved there by someone. Yeah, or the, yeah, global warming. And they were like, it's too warm down the South Pole. Let's move to the North Pole. Well, it's colder. So the North Pole would melt first, though, because it's... They do like travelling around though, don't they, penguins? They're all over. They like they're little in their they've got hotels all over Europe and in America. <laughs> yeah. They're called zoos. Oh, very good. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. they love to they love nothing more than to go to, you know, various various capitals across Europe and America. Yeah. And uh play, play breed. Around. Breed, play, jump. Well, uh, so that's what was going on in the world uh three thousand five hundred BC, based on our research, which mm-hmm. um Basically, we're saying not a lot. What, not a lot was going on? Not, not a lot was well, going on. Well, not a lot was written down about what was going on. I imagine there was a fair bit going on. Yeah. They probably had, you know, I mean, they obviously weren't recording podcasts, but they probably yeah. had other things to be doing. Tablets. Making tablets, pots, writing, especially in Egypt. Storing yeah. unfeasibly large amounts of grain. Yeah. Uh, e- Egypt was very good for writing down numbers of cattle and grain. Yeah. Phil, did you know crop marks appeared appeared in the field just to the east of Stony Little to Long Barrow in 2010? Well, that's intriguing. Yeah, but um, here's a stat for you. Uh-huh. I think if you if you remember anything from this podcast, uh, crop circles usually appear in fields with cereal crops such as maize. Yeah, but the crop marks at Stony Littleton appeared in a field of runner beans. Runner beans. Runner beans. Yeah, rather than that's interesting. I didn't know runner beans were were cultivated on mass in this country. Apparently so. I thought they were the preserve of Kenya. Aliens seem to like them. Yeah. Well, they, this is what... Maybe we're misconstruing why aliens are coming to visit. Doing crop circles. Yeah. <laughs> crop circles. They've come down, stolen the food, and then gone make a quick exit. Maybe they're, <laughs> maybe they're just shy and hungry. It's not about letting you know there's intelligent life in the universe. They're just here to pick up... But it's like going shopping. Yeah. I think it's a fair... You know, 
Why would you stick around? You don't always, if you nip to the supermarket yeah, exactly. and you bump into someone, you don't always want to stop and chat, do you? You're on your way home, back to your planet, yeah. Blarg 7 or something. And you think, Blarg 7. I'll just nip into Earth, get some crops on the yeah. way home in your little Starving. saucer. Do you know where the runner beans are? Yeah, exactly. it's down by Stony Lifterson. <laughs> I know exactly where that is. Exactly. It's like an aisle for them. Yeah. Um, well, maybe that's it. Maybe there's, a, I think there's probably a, an academic thesis in there somewhere. I don't know what university would be writing that. No, academics pushing it a bit far. But it's quite interesting. If if they're taking crops off Earth, then Uh I mean, into space, into space, it's a bit like um, uh, vegetables that came from the New World. You know, like uh, uh, potato, tomato, um, peppers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet potato all came from the New World. So in Europe, we didn't eat those foods until Columbus. uh, So Francis Drake walked up. as contemporaries exactly that you know mm-hmm. from the age of discovery onwards uh, maybe that's the same kind of thing with aliens okay so uh, what on that point yeah what vegetable would you take to mars <laughs> what to grow yep what would be your first vegetable up in mars is this a is this was this on gardener's question time oh it could have been yeah it's more inspired by... There's a Matt Damon film, isn't there? Where he goes and lives... The Martian. Oh, your face of disgust. That was a face of disgust, listeners. Uh, yes, what... Um, uh, potato, maybe? Oh, what is it? Boring? Boring, isn't it? Potato, oh, well, what yeah. are you going to... The first ever vegetable. Mm. Well, actually, you're, you're, quite, you're, spot, quite, though, green, you're quite green-fingered. Is that an expression? You, uh, well, I do like, yes. You're so, a horticultural fan. Uh, uh, Mars has got a, a lot of um, iron in the soil, of course. Well, I say soil. It's not soil, is it? But on the surface. Oh, yeah. Because it's red, of course. So That's good. Is there That's any... Good point. Any, any Iron-loving... Stuff? Yes. Iron-loving Fer- plants. Ferris... Fo- Ferris... F- Philic. Ferris Philic. Ferris Philic plants. Yeah. What, what vegetable would I take? Yeah. The blueberry? It's a fruit. So is a tomato. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. There, there is a, a, a proposed way of terraforming Mars by using microorganisms. Terraforming? Like al- terraforming to change the atmosphere of Mars because it's oh, very yeah. high in carbon monoxide. Okay. So you use algae that love... and th- uh, Small organisms that, that love breathing in carbon monoxide okay. uh, and then they produce oxygen. It changes the... Oxygen. Planet, but I think it'll be a while, so we're going to have to hold off on the um, blueberries from Mars. We'll for get a while. going now. Yeah, basically, hurry up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Still haven't decided on a vegetable. Take your time. Yeah. I mean, I could be quite selfish and just say what what my favourite vegetable is. Yeah. What is your favourite vegetable? So I'm trying to think. <laughs> I like a cos lettuce. Okay. I like. Well, actually, I like a Caesar salad. Mm. But that's a lot, a lot of ingredients. Yeah, that's um, cos lettuce. Yep, anchovies. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a problem. So we need water with lots of fish, salt water. I think it's probably salty up there, isn't it? It's not fresh water. It's so it's ice, isn't it? They found ice. Okay. Eggs. You need an egg yolk, right? Because it's a kind of a, a mayonnaise sauce. Yep. Parmesan cheese. Yeah. Oh goodness, need cows up there now. <laughs> yeah. I can just see the cost. Yeah. We better get on the phone to Elon Musk and tell him to put a a few more rockets. We're going to need them. Uh, Now, because we started doing video, there's a few historical stereotypes that we should really adhere to that we haven't 
For example, I'll give you a, a quick one to begin with. Yeah. Driving a Land Rover Defender. History shorthand. Yes. Yeah. Um, getting a map out on the bonnet. Looking at the map on the bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe with a coffee. Uh, I'm just kind of creating a scene. Um, map out on the bonnet. There's a couple of rocks just stopping it from blowing away. Yeah. Uh, a, an aerial shot from a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> the budget almost stretched to the helicopter. Um, what else? Uh, meeting the locals down the pub. Local yeah. historian. A post-ramble yeah. pint with yeah. the locals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we haven't done that. <laughs> um, a GPS... Receive, satellite receiver. receiver. Satellite thing. Yeah. That we don't know how it works. But we it never looks... really went far enough off the track to no, kind of get one. lost, did we? No. Just just our luck, we bought the one that you, that you could you can only plug it into the mains. Well, it had been the eBay knockoff, wouldn't it? The, yeah. the Amazon, the Chinese the cheap version. Al- the Alibaba yeah. GPS receiver. It from, works, from but drains the batteries within like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's the same as our camera. Yeah. Um, we basically bought a cheap knockoff GoPro, yeah. uh, which was a mistake, I think, from China. We reg- almost instantaneously regretted <laughs> the purchase. It, it, co- it records in 120 frames a second, but what it does is duplicate four frames. So yeah. it actually records in 30 frames a second, but with <laughs> four times as many frames that are the same. For Pete, that's quite a technical joke for yeah. people who uh, have little interest. Well, actually, little, no interest whatsoever in how... Uh, videos are recorded yeah but basically it's yeah um what else do you need um matt baker and a collie is always uh, a <laughs> in the back of the land Rover. in the back of the land Rover. if we can afford matt baker we'll be doing okay that's uh, actually that's just an episode of um country file mm. he's yeah. often around the countryside with a collie and a film crew i used to be a gymnast don't you know did he is that yeah, is I that so yeah um what else stripy jumpers uh hats with baubles on yeah bobbles on um dusty jeans oh good one um pot belly and uh bald, bald. most people would say that's we've achieved that already <laughs> the pot belly and bald watch the video you yeah. can decide for yourself i'm fat and you're bald mm-hmm. um okay there we are so we'll try a bit harder viewers and listeners next time to, yeah. to fulfill some of those stereotypes antiquarians reverend john skinner excavated the barrow in 1816 to 17 back to stony littleton back to stony littleton yes he had a laborer yeah called zebedee weston laborer just means the person that zebedee weston zebedee weston yep blimey that's okay. the reason why we've made notes on that because he's got it's a funny, a funny name. name yeah of course that's why we're bringing it up yeah but but um uh laborer just means of course person that did all the work yeah while the antiquarian directed yeah in his chair probably. pointed yeah in his almost certainly in a chair I imagine a wicker chair in a canvas tent. Yeah. And Zebedee's there doing all the work. Uh, the excavation discovered yeah. the remains of many individuals that had been buried in the chamber, but the exact number couldn't be determined. But there were lots of different... Okay, yeah. So lots of different burials. Yeah. But it looked like it was being used over time on many different occasions, which I think has been seen before in other mm. burial chambers where the old bones are kind of pushed aside yes there's some there's some uh, organization of the bones going on different individuals mixed together yeah in the, in the tomb mm-hmm. something's something something strange is going on yeah i wonder if that was predetermined maybe yeah you didn't want to get mixed up with that lot yeah i'd rather stay over here thanks yeah <laughs> <laughs> or if it was just a free-for-all once the if they had somebody like 
looking after the chambers. A caretaker? Yeah. Stick him in there, John. Yeah. That's easiest. That'll do. That's not Where do you want these bodies? Chamber one's closest. Yeah. <laughs> There's an ammonite. As we as you see on the video, if you've watched the video, if you've bothered... Watch the video! If you've bothered watching the video. <laughs> There's an ammonite in the entrance to the barrow. An ammonite being... A fossilised sea creature that uh, date from about 240 to 65 million years ago and were extinct along with uh, our friends the dinosaurs. How about this one, Phil? Yeah. The name Ammonite was inspired by the spiral shape of their shells, which were thought to resemble ram's horns. The Egyptian god Amun was often depicted wearing ram's horns, hence Ammonite. Ammon. Pliny the Elder called them Ammonus Cormuna, horns of Ammon. And, and hence they were known as uh, henceforth from Ammonites. So the word Ammonite was first coined by Pliny the Elder? Yes. Of Vesuvius fame? Yes, he died in Vesuvius when it exploded in 79 AD, is that right? Uh, that sounds I think. very convincing. <laughs> well, there's the, there's the Ammonite at the entrance, but while we yep. were digging around, we did find another one, didn't we? There is one inside. Yeah, in the ceiling. In the ceiling. Is... It has been covered. It looks like it has been covered to be protected slightly, I yeah, think. Yeah, by a plank of wood. I think it, was, it looked like a carbon composite to me. Rather than okay. a piece of wood. <laughs> okay, right. This is modern. We're living in modern times now. Okay, yeah. And so there's one inside. So if you want to go inside and have a look around, see if you can find the ammonite. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, if, it, it, well, I think, you know, it's well worth a visit. It's only listed on Long Barrow. There's a little car park that's very close by. You can park in and uh, search for ammonites uh, till your heart's content. Oh, but a word to the wise, if you use the postcode location, which is, which is never surprising, it's, it's actually not where the, the um, sat-nav tells you it is, which is always, it always happens. It's part of the fun of visiting ancient monuments, is you've got to find them a lot of the time, unless it's clearly signposted like Stonehenge. These small little chamber tombs, of which there are dozens um, plastered around the country, quite, can be quite challenging to uh, find. I think that's about all we've got, isn't it? Yeah. I see. Well, thanks for listening. By, we've covered Stony Little to Long Barrow, I think, in a pretty... I would say less than comprehensive. Well, not a weird way. We, start, we were talking about... In a weird way? Well, we were talking about potatoes on Mars. I mean, I don't know what that's got to do with a Neolithic chamber tomb. Oh, we got onto that conversation because the crop circles... Oh, uh, yeah. Because the aliens had landed and taken our food back to <laughs> okay, Mars. aliens. Yeah. Or back to Saturn. Yeah. Was it definitely Mars? It could have been... It could have been any number of planets mm. or suns, well, it could, could it be solar a, systems. It could be the other way, couldn't it? It could be Mercury or Venus. Mm. Yeah. But I imagine, well, it's always going to be a bit warm, isn't it, that direction? Yeah. Always going to be a bit hot. Do you, do you know that, did you know that um, Venus is hotter than Mercury, even though Mercury's closer to the sun? I know that okay. because it's got an atmosphere. Like a, like a pub atmosphere. Everyone's having a laugh. Uh, a couple of drinks on a Friday night everyone's there for a good time they, they got the band in doing the covers exactly the disco's on yeah journey yeah. journey covers <laughs> that's about all we've got time for I think I think that's all we've got time for so we'll see you next time on Off The Beaten Track bye goodbye